Hi, this is Kalyan Sivasailam. You are listening to Insights about your insights. Let's really come to the the question of why AI. And I want to talk to you about why AI is so important in healthcare, not from the perspective of just technology and 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 what we can do with that technology, but why it's important financially. And I want to use the I want to use the example of shoes. I love shoes. I'm a I I'm a collector of shoes. And uh, one of the things that if we were born 150 years back, one of the most expensive things that we could do was get ourselves a pair of shoes. Right? Shoe making was was a very unique art and every person who wanted shoes had to get shoes fitted, you know, exactly to their feet. At some point in time, we as humanity realized that we all needed shoes. and we did something very specific right we we traded off absolute customization and we said hey we will mass manufacture these shoes and we will the trade off is that we won't get it exactly set to our feet we'll have sizes but we'll kind of you know they are discrete they may not be exact fitting but the cost would be tremendously lowered right today unlike 150 years back shoes do not form a big part of our monthly or yearly bill 150 years back it was and and what i wanted to tell you here is that the thing that changed if i had to give you you know financial jargon the thing that we really did was to convert the service of shoe making into the good of service so we convert into this good of shoe so we converted a service into a good and made that scalable and distributable and that was the, that was what allowed costs to go down and access to shoes increase now by traditional you know financial theory generally wages now of people wages increases when their productivity increases and there's a lot of literature but the broad thing is that as productivity increases for people wages increase but that's not really true for example if you take radiology or healthcare maybe in the past 30 years a radiologist can do x number of scans today and maybe 0.7 or 0.8x of what they could do 25 or 30 years back but their wages obviously have gone up a lot more and this is true in general for doctors and so the and that is why you see this healthcare inflation right why healthcare if you look at like a graph of you know uh, uh, inflation on the good on the cost of services like after education it is healthcare and the only reason is because healthcare still remains a service and at the same time we have not been able to find a way to really make it a good and also productivity of people has not increased to a level to the level that their wages have and there's a very specific term for this it's called baumol's cost disease right it was kind of identified by this by this uh, finance prof called william baumol and baumol's cost disease basically says that especially for things like healthcare because goods because these services of healthcare have not been converted to goods costs have been going up and the fundamental belief that i want to come here to you you know here is that the big power of ai in healthcare is that it can convert the service of healthcare in many cases to the good of healthcare in a discretized manner a simple example which many of you would have seen is reading a chest x-ray today you, you need a person reading a chest x-ray so a person is providing a service if you can kind of take all this person's intelligence and put it in a box and give that box to everybody you're making that a distributable good 
right that is essentially what ai is doing and so this is the f- clear financial argument about why ai in healthcare is so important health inflation is absolutely real and the only way to really curtail that to some extent is ai and so i hope i've given you guys very clear understanding about why we need ai right it's not just the cool technology that some guy discovered and we want to eliminate doctors jobs with it that's not the case right there's a real reason why we need this and in general you can kind of categorize the use cases of ai into two broad parts there's one part of automation and there's other part of augmentation and we got to be very very careful because both of them sound very similar and in in real life use cases look even more similar but they're very different and a good example that i want to give each of you is automation should be you ai can be used for automation when the rules of the game broadly i'm using the word game the rules of the game that ai is playing in are very very strictly defined for example chess go ai is phenomenal for that because the rules of the game are unbelievably you know they're just absolutely rock solid as many of us have already know life is not like that right our lives are all about the gray it's not black and white and that's automatically a reason why ai especially in something like healthcare can almost never be used for automation and has to be used much more for augmentation so for example the big use case that are always seen right i can detect lung, i can detect lung cancer in a ct scan is not automation it's augmentation and we have to kind of think about being able to augment a specialist it could be an oncologist or radiologist's ability to go and detect this cancer even better so i'm going to now kind of talk to you a little bit about we know that ai is important we know that it's a phenomenal technology we know why it is important and i'm going to try to tell you when we should be actually building ai and try to give you a few examples of some of the stuff that we have done ourselves a great starting point for the need for ai is that if you want to build deep domain expertise bottom up i'm going to give you i'm going to start with an example at 5c today we have done over a million ct brain scans right all of them tagged annotated with detailed patient history uh, obviously the images and a detailed you can take it as a gold standard report from a radiologist one of the things that we wanted to figure out was just using input of patient history can we help radiologists make sure that they miss less issues by prompting them about problems that could happen so instead of going and asking a radiologist and putting a bunch of them in a room and saying tell me all the types of history and everything that it could lead to we just decided to use our own data so what we did was we took the last 50000 ct brain scans that fisi had reported read every word of history built a dictionary read all the impressions in the reports over the last 50000 built a dictionary on top of that and basically ran a model that would map history to impressions and so today for example if a patient comes in and tells if the history of a patient is fall two weeks back migraine i'm giving you an example our algorithm can actually understand that there was a fall the person has a migraine and this was two weeks back and even if the report is completely normal we are going to actually suggest to the radiologist saying hey the fall was two weeks back this could be a resolving bleed which does not identifiable in a ct scan so maybe you should go and do an mri now that is in my opinion pretty damn impactful right so that's one i would say 
really good use case we if you know getting a bunch of radiologists and locking them in a room could not be able to give us this level of insight it had to come from a massive amount of data so when you of you are looking to build deep domain expertise and look to do it bottom up ai is a fantastic technology and a tool for that another good example is to is to automate important manual tasks and i'm i've put an asterisk on important because that to, to figure out what is important is a human's job so we need to figure out and if we, if we think that the wrong problem is important we're going to be building out wrong solutions a good example of an important manual task again in radiology you must forgive me all my experiences in radiology uh, an important manual task in radiology is that if you look if you ever seen an mri scan of the spine a radiologist has to literally annotate the canal diameter of every vertebra in your spine that is a time consuming process right but and i mean it's something that can be is reasonably easily automated but radiologists still do it across the world and it takes a lot of time i mean there are a lot of vertebra right and if you do a full if you doing a whole spine mri there's a, a radiologists will take a lot of time to be able to do this and so we identified we actually did analytics uh using a lot of available tools on how much time a radiologist really took to do this and we realized that this is something worth automating and so for a few specific use cases we actually built technology that automates the measurement of some of these canal diameters uh in an mri another good example of when you want to use ai is to build what is called ngi anybody has any ideas on what ngi is narrow general intelligence right narrow general intelligence which specifically means as i'd mentioned in a very very narrow set being able to in a very very narrow known game being able to automate a good example is a netflix algorithm that tells you which show to watch next there is the the rules of this game have been very very tightly defined and there's actually ai that's running and telling you hey i think you will going to like this next the problem with ngi is most use cases don't fit the ngi mandate in healthcare and so we have to be really really careful as we're thinking about where and how we can use ai here Hi this is Kalyan Sivasailam you're listening to insights about your insights